Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Building downtown. Building downtown. Hey, what's the building downtown? You can follow us on social media at the building DT. You can follow and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Jason Kelly. You can follow me at jkellymma. You can follow my co-host, Krill Kasatsky, at Krill Raps, K-R-I-L-R-A-P-S. And my other co-host, Amy Barton, at Ames Bell, A-M-E-S-B-E-L-L-E. So today, we have a return guest. Uh, it was great last time we had him on. He almost he holds the second longest record next to Poison Pen. We ha- it was a great time. Hopefully, Amy has a better line of questioning this time because last time it was pancakes versus waffles versus overdosing. Shit went everywhere. <laughs> An- another nice addition is we got Krill here tonight, so we get to hear two two hip hop artists talk about the process of making albums and everything else. He is the rooster. He is back. Oh no! What's up, my man? What's going down, baby? Nice to have you back here. So the album is out. What is the feedback? Like? Right. What's the feedback been like? Man, it's been um, it's been overwhelming and overwhelming. It's been incredible. Like people, um, it's the the strongest. So the technically the album actually comes out on the twenty sixth on all digital streaming platforms. I did a pre release on Bandcamp to give my diehard supporters and I have like a super crazy cult following fan base and wanted to give them access and give them a chance to support directly and buy the album from me so I could you know get as much of the revenue directly from them and um and use that to not only survive and continue to eat um pancakes and not overdose um but (laughs) but also also get some some cool merch printed up and get some vinyl in motion and things like that, which I really feel like this project deserves. But I mean, people are, a lot of people are saying that it's uh, their favorite album of the year. My best album. I mean, people are being, it, it's everything I could possibly ask. They're going through a whole modicum of ex- uh, emotions and experiences. Um, it's kind of a difficult question because I've been putting out, independently produced projects since before the before the um, popularization of the internet since like you know the early 2000s you know 2001 I think I put out my first tape Um, as far as what you could find online I think I have like um, there's um, gold bricks in the wall there's um, above the devil there's Kennedy bands there's um, um, a saint and a tyrant. There's a few. Oh, there's music for dope runs. So like five solo albums and about five or six group albums and collaborations. If you not said in, more. You said those were independent. Is this one dependent? 
Um, well, this is actually being put out through Sony Orchard. Not all those are independent. Also, I have a couple that have been on different labels and stuff. But yeah, this is coming out through a uh, Humag Distribution, which is a subsidiary of Sony Orchard. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. So I have to agree with the people that say that this is your best work of art yet. Uh, going into this, it's it's not like you fucking try to hide this. You know, you, you were fucked up for a long time. You went into a treatment center and you've been killing it since you came out and sticking to sobriety. How much of this material is from when you were still using and how much of it is since you came out? Um, there's only two songs on this project that I recorded since I got out. The rest of it was recorded during my darkest days, literally the depths of my spiritual disease and uh, most dysfunctional period of my life in between August and January um, 2019 to the beginning of 2020. So you really are getting a, you're getting a real glimpse into the working mind of someone consumed by desperation, addiction, paranoia, pain, um, reflecting on the entire history of my life and what got me to that point. And then you kind of have a slight glimmer of hope and glimpse into my current mind state of, because the whole point of the album is really, it, it, it's my story. It's a testament of everything that I've been through in my life, unapologetic, everything that I've been insecure about, scared to talk about things that I, everything that I don't want to say, I said it on this record and um, put, you know, from family relations to relationships to um, my whole experience in the streets and the dysfunction that that's brought into my life. Um, my upbringing, my current situation, I, I, I laid it all out and what it, what it really is, it's, it's like, you know, a testimony that if, if, if I could make it through these circumstances and survive and be in a better place, then you can too. Like the, the, the album is created for people that are really, you know, I want everyone to enjoy it, but in particularly, I feel like it resonates stronger with people who are struggling with their own issues, be it addiction or financial situations or, you know, whatever it is like, that's what it's kind of like a survival manual. Uh, so you, you've been sober for a year now, right? Yeah. Congrats, man. So how, what's, what's taking, what's, why does it take a year for you to release this thing? If you say you recorded most of it still being high, right? How long was the yeah, treatment? No, how long it, was the treatment good, if you don't mind me asking? I was in, okay. So I was in treatment for four months. Four months and then yeah. I was in sober living for two months after that. Uh, it, it's a really good question. And um, so like. Uh, the reason I'm asking is because I just went through one. <laughs> oh, hey, welcome back, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I, I go I go for dives, you know what I mean? Hopefully I'm not, I'm not going for another one. That's it, man. You know what I'm saying? Stay on the path. You know, I believe in you, Krill. Thanks, but um, this was. Uh, so initially, I wanted to have this out in early 2020 actually and um the night before i went into treatment i was in the studio recording what i thought was the last record on the album and was you know this was so like none of this shit is mixed before you go in it's just recorded uh, a lot of a lot of the tracks were mixed, but they weren't in their final mix yet, and uh, nothing was mastered yet. And you know, if you notice when you listen to the album, I have I, I put a great deal of care into the sound design. It's not just rapping. I have beats, a lot of questions I mean? about that too. Yeah, but oh yeah, on. yeah, we can talk all about that. Um, <laughs> there's there, there's um you know 
there's a lot of different samples that have trajectory. I want to, you know, I, I'm influenced by the, the classic albums from the golden era of hip hop that I grew up on. And I feel like that's something that's really missing. And what I was doing is I was kind of creating my own genre, my own brand of hip hop, which is rooted in that uh, golden era aesthetic, but it's got like um, a, a real cinematic quality to it. So I call it LA Noir Audio Cinema. And that's kind of- uh, That's a good name what for I was, it though. It fits. <laughs> <laughs> word, word. No, thank you. And and that's uh so that's like the whole that's the whole vibe that I was putting into the album. And um it was uh, it was supposed to like I had talked to my fiance and we had plans for it to because she just had to record one hook for it and then it was gonna be coming out at some point when I was in treatment and then like you know that didn't wind up materializing and at a certain point I realized uh, on the advisement of the the treatment center and everyone that I was talking to that I need to just focus on getting my head right. The album is yeah, still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something I know. It wasn't like riding the wave of a contemporary sound, which was going to be antiquated and dated if I didn't rush it out. Like, this is something that I know is going to be dope five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years from now. You know what I mean? Like, no, not, not that so you say that your process was so long as in four months and then two, two more months, right? I just... Um, because it's not my first time, you know what I mean? I just did 20 days and I'm doing good after it, you know what I mean? Because I just snapped back in, you know what I mean? My problem is dives. But now I understand because six months out of that, you were doing your thing, right? Getting your mind straight. Then it takes you about six months to get shit together if you want it to sound properly. So that's like, I, I, I Yeah, it. that's what it was. And I had moved out, you know, like my treatment center, um, the whole, the studio and everything in my whole life was in L.A., my treatment center was in Texas and then I moved to the East coast of Philadelphia. So like, um, it, j just to get to the studio, it's like would require a five hour flight at that point. So it, it and then, uh, luckily kind of out of nowhere, a situation emerged actually through my fiance. Uh, she knew a dude named Rob Schwartz with the uh, who mag distribution and, uh, Rob actually, he's got a rich history in the hip hop game, he was one of the A and R's that worked on Mob Deep's debut album. Mob Deep's my favorite group of all time, and before they uh, put out the infamous on Loud Records, they were on Polygram and they had an album called Juvenile Hell. Hell, right? Which you know only had a couple songs mm. that really glimpsed at the amazing group that they would soon after become. But you know, so he worked with them. He worked with a lot, you know, a lot. His his history in the culture is incredibly deep. He and R the Blase Blah, uh, when the East is in the house, oh my God, danger. Like he worked on some <laughs> crazy records that, you know, influenced me growing up. And he heard so so through my fiance Marissa, she showed him my music. He loved it signed me within a matter of days and uh the situation just made perfect sense to put the album out then so so wait you keep bringing her up and she recorded a hook but i think we'd be remiss for not mentioning that she's also ep she's what also an ep on the album is she not oh she is and yes she is an executive producer um because if it wasn't for if it wasn't for her the album wouldn't have come out like i did like i got like my got a lot better as far as my ability to rap like she's she's an incredible vocalist and vocal producer and you know her being she was with me for 98 percent of the sessions of the album and literally was like 
would kind of be drilling me like, yo, like you could do that take better, like do it more like this. So she really helped. And I've become a much better artist as a result. And like literally like that, uh, the song that she's on, which, you know, coincidentally was the last record I recorded before I went to treatment. She was she was back in Philly and do on a on a FaceTime, literally like over the phone, helping produce that record as I recorded it. So, yeah, it wouldn't have been the same without Marissa, one hundred percent. So, with the uh, when you had so much recorded, so much written, and then you you basically sat on it for almost a year. Did you have uh, you know? Did you go through ups and downs? You know, the material is already there, but like thinking at times, like, oh, when this release, when I release this shit, it's over. And then at times, be like, well, maybe I should never even release it. Maybe I should just put it away in the vault. Like, did you have ups and downs like that? Because it sat for so long. Yeah, I was. I mean, I, I knew the whole time I was going to put it out. There wasn't mm. ever a down in my mind. There's definitely a periods of trepidation and fear just because I was like, you know, a lot of people, my fan base in particular was really anticipating it. They'd seen me teasing snippets for a while. I put out a couple videos for it. So people were like, were amped on it. But then I was kind of scared. Like, what if this isn't what I think it is? What if it doesn't resonate the way that I know that it should? And that kind of like, I was afraid, but I was already so committed to it. There's nothing that was going to stop that. Like when I was recording that album, I was at a point in my life where I was like, you know, even though I had this amazing uh, relationship with this girl and this seemingly cool stuff going on, I was completely demoralized. I was like very depressed and didn't care if I died and the way that I was using drugs, I was gambling with, I was rolling the dice every time I put something in my system oh, I and I did it and I didn't care what there was. In fact, I was almost welcoming it. I've been welcoming death for a long time before she came along. Like I was damn near I, 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 not suicidal, but actively romanticizing. That's, that's, that's what I've been saying to having so much in front of me and just thinking maybe tonight's the night up. Oh, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> right you know what i mean die young leave a beautiful corpse and um, <laughs> and like and that was that was something that i glamorized i was like i'm meant to die like a rock star it is what it is so you can even hear me allude to that i have a lot of lines on the album like long life probably something that i won't have like i'm literally talking about that shit throughout so you know like when i was recording well, it, I, you're not wrong I, when you're i wanted this album to be what people remembered me for when they looked back and were like, Oh, he was such a great guy and an incredible artist and all the people that never gave a fuck about me would hop on the dick. Inevitably that would be the frame of reference that they would go to, you know, this that's is your memoirs. Right. That's what it was. And then, no uh, shit, eh? and wow. then it but that's, that's it, it, it. There's so much truth to it because if you, you, you're getting as high as you're saying, obviously you were getting really high, right? You are almost dying. So you're feeling it, right? Any fucking night could have been the last one. Right. And, you know, any I've, pill, any line, any fucking whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? It could have been the last one at any point. And I've had more overdoses than I'm even aware of. So, you know, like oh, I know about that, too, man. I've been brought back to life numerous times and oh, that's had, deep, oh, fuck. that I wasn't even aware of. And then people telling me crazy stories in the morning. And there is always Narcan in my house just in case. And I kept enough people around me as to where like if i was all by myself i probably would have been dead by now 100 so you know but at a certain point 
when I was in treatment, I realized like, no, this album isn't something I want to leave behind as a testament of my life. It's something that I want to leave as a testament of my growth and recovery. And something I got over, right? Yeah. A, ca- a catalyst for becoming a complete person. So back to positive. With this album, <laughs> um, like you have, how many did we count, Kelly? We, have, we got like five or six producers on it? I think so. How many producers you got on this Lush? I think you know it might even be more. It might be like seven or eight. Like yeah, yeah. So so that's got, a crazy. Um, that's a crazy number of people for fifteen songs. I think I don't know. You know what I mean? And also at the same yeah. time, at the same time, I've listened through all of the album, not thoroughly. You know what I mean? But we've listened through it, and then I've heard a couple of separate songs, like Mad Deep when it just came out. I fucking loved it. You know what I mean? Too bad it's the first show. You know what I mean? That's my that's my jam right there. <laughs> Uh, but I was gonna yeah. Say, the album seems to have the same vibe through it, you know. Right. I mean? it, 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 did you have Did you have like a pack of samples you gave to different producers, or how the fuck did How did they? You know what I'm saying? How did it? It kept it not only the same vibe, but feel like it's also similar samples. Through. Well, yeah, that that was very that was very intentional. Um, I think nowadays it's not that unique to have several producers on a single project. But That's what is surprised it doesn't sound like a solid. <laughs> right like what w- what is unique is being able to maintain a vibe throughout it you know what i mean and like i'm glad that that translated and i appreciate you saying that because not you know it was um i was just very very uh, particular about the sound i was going for and some some producers were specifically crafting beats for the projects and then there were others that i just you know picked out of a, a every single producer i worked with on this project is not random people i wasn't like going on beat star trying to buy beats i wasn't yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all people that i'm close but it's with still a lot life. of people you know what i'm saying it's still no 100 percent, 100 percent. still a lot of people to keep that fucking to keep to keep the same sound through that's what i'm saying because i remember yeah. when, when jay and puff made the uh american gangster uh, yeah Puff brought him a pack of samples and saying I was right. trying to exactly produce you and Jay started laughing that you can't exactly produce executive producer some shit like that I remember it was a thing but uh, the whole American gangster thing throughout the beats it's the same sample pack right yeah and that's you know um I mean? you know the, it, it was all like I I chose every single sample on the project and really thought and and not just for the actual beats but like all the all the the sound effects the whole sound design and that's that's what makes it la noir audio cinema it's like that's it's why i said it fits layers. because i understand what you're saying as soon as i heard throughout the whole thing i was just like that name fits <laughs> word no i appreciate that i, I think that you know it's a, a lot of people i, I know it's a, a big undertaking to listen to a complete project nowadays and that's outside the box but it, everything down from the way it's sequenced the order of the songs it's all super methodical and it's meant to be absorbed all in one sitting, if possible, like like watching a movie. It's That's pretty that. much what I did. And I listened to it a bit differently than everybody else because I'm involved in, in, in it too, right? Like I, I, right. I, I got so involved in it now that I, I, I do also go from fucking samples and sound to beat, you know what I mean? To guide in my, my beat maker and all kinds of stuff. So I listened to it a bit differently. That's why I, know, I noticed these things right away, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you caught that, bro. You got a good ear. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like, yeah, it, I think that when I think about it, it is crazy that I was, especially when most producers nowadays aren't even making a traditional classic boom bap beats that, that would be at home in on a, you know, black moon or mob deep or MOP record in the mid nineties. Most people are making 808 heavy trap beats and shit like that, which is 
you know, which I've fucked with in the past, but that was not what I was going for. And that's not the sound that makes me shine and, uh, and, and enables me to be my truest self. So, you know, I had to, you know, you I had to be very particular about the production. You definitely did a good job, bro, because, um, like with, with your voice and shit, the way you pick beats, it just, it works. And it seems like it's mixed with, uh, with somebody who has hands, you know what I mean? Because I heard, I heard a couple of mixed mix, a couple of albums come out that just sound horrible. The sound seems, sound seems <laughs> right. It mixed properly. It flows. Everything seems to be good. Like I said, Matt Deep, Matt Deep is just my favorite one. And I, I didn't have enough time to have more opinions on our songs. You know what I mean? We just flip through it. Right. No, not well. I feel like Matt Deep is a, uh... Mad Deep is I, I heard like, Mad Deep multiple times already. You know what I mean. <laughs> that's the one that I recorded. That's one of the the songs that I recorded since I've gotten out of treatment. It's one of the more recent records that I've recorded, and um, and it it, it has uh, although it still has dark content, and I'm saying some grimy shit. I'm doing it in a way where it's like a lot more palatable and accessible, especially than than the rest of the album and it was it's, it's kind bumpy of, bro what, it makes it makes me want to but you know what i mean it makes me want to bump my head and shit like it's, it's <laughs> nice and, and i feel what you're saying it's nice i told kelly it reminds me of trap quest somewhat you know what i mean it's got that sort of vibe yeah i was saying that to lush last time i hope you don't on. i hope you take it the right way you know what i mean no I, I i take that as a huge compliment but yeah it's like if uh if it's, got that quest feel, were... you know I mean? it's not the lyrics it's not the flow it's just the feel of the music and the way you fit into it it, it, it really reminds me of trap quest back in the day it's a tribe called West. You feel me? Oh, <laughs> oh shit! But um, yeah, that, that that's the. Uh, so I, I was very like that album. That's like the single. You know what I mean? And that's kind of to to draw people in and uh, talking about to six. absorbing the entire story. It's kind of like a summary of the entire album. But it's like, yo, that's all the shit I went through, and now I'm on a different tip, and I'm moving onward and upward. And that's kind of what the vibe of Mad Deep was. And uh, you know, I got to give a shout out to my boy alexander brown who, who produced that record but also to my boy um jordan river recordings uh vodka the grouch who recorded and engineered and mixed the entire album pretty much and uh was highly instrumental in just dictating the sonic tapestry of the record so you know <laughs> i got a lot of love no it's board. nice man i i am very surprised that so many people made the record that has a, like you know what i'm saying it's, it's it's almost like that dre vibe or whatever the fuck you know what i mean it has like a, it, it has a it has a single producer vibe and it's so many people so kudos on that man uh, and since you mentioned producer or singles i mean uh there was one visual i think are you making any more yeah so um um so the, the the visual I recently put out actually, um, Bright Angel Fallen, that's not on the album. That's for oh, an so that's EP. No, the, the, uh, me and Chase Moore are, um, are dropping an EP in a couple months uh, in April actually called Horatio Ski Resort, and uh, on that EP, that's one of the records for that. I have um, I have a Mad Deep video dropping in a couple weeks on the 17th. Nice. I have mm. another visual for the Amends to My Mom and Dad, which is a animated footage um, compiled from old um, film noir movies. I have two other ones that are already online that you can see that I released last year. There's a one for I Ain't Been the Same Since and one for Four and a Baby as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have all those and I have another video for a different project I'm doing with my boy Ricky Mars as well. So I have, uh, I have a whole bunch of new visuals coming out. The reason why I dropped um, the the one that I did, the Bright Angel Fallen one, just because I felt like it was a really strong visual to reintroduce me to 
to in, in my whole visual content because I hadn't put out too much for a while. So that was kind of like my favorite one to kind of knock them knock them dead with. And I had already put out the Mad Deep single. So I was like, you know what? Let me give them something else. I don't want to burn them out. And then now that the album is is out and about to be dropping on all digital platforms, boom, let me give them the Mad Deep video too. So you'll be getting that real soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the things you wish you could have changed, added? Were, were some things in the works? Uh, were the tracks left behind? Like what, what were some of the things, looking back in retrospect, that you wish could have happened for this project that didn't? There's literally only one thing that I would change. And um, it's something that bugged the shit out of me. Like, I put so much into the... Um, like I said, the sonic tapestry, all the, like the subtle details. And there's like a lot of different, like anytime, if you would hear a certain, if you hear me say it's like reference um, a gun or some shit, some very often you'll hear a gun going off in the background. If you, you know, when I say like um, R- Ronald Reagan told us lies, mm-hmm. so did Nancy too. Then you hear Nan- uh, Nancy Reagan saying, just say no. You feel me? Like it's all right there. Like you hear um, when I say, um, Apollo 13, I can't let my mission stop. You hear the actual sample from Apollo 13 um, from the space shuttle mission. You're Houston, we have a problem. Like, you hear all that shit. So there is one sample, and it was actually just a whistle on on the track called You See What the Fuck Going On. I have uh, one bar where I'm talking about um, whistling, (laughs) and I had a whistle there, and I loved the way it sounded. And for some reason, when the final mixes got bounced down, it wasn't there and the album had already been mastered. So it would have been so much of a process for me to go back and add that one whistle. It, it's not worth it, but, <laughs> but it, it drives you right. nuts. It bugs you. <laughs> oh, it bugs me so bad. Like, my well, girl since, was since you mentioned samples, what about the sample in, in song number 14? I couldn't say that. So fire in my bloodline. I assume that's yeah. what that translates into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuego and me song. I wasn't yep. even gonna attempt that. So you know what I mean. I, I told Crush, to Curl's Russian ass. I was like, you fucking pronounce it. So we both. Said, but, <laughs> I, but anyways, there, there's a young buck simple in there. Did you clear that, or did you just use? I'm it? snitching. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to edit that part out. <laughs> nah, you can leave it in. That's uh, fine. But nah, like, uh, nah, I, I circumvented uh, all sample laws as far because of the way, like. It, because of the way that it's timed and switched, like, you know, I, I, I changed the pitch on everything. I used just below the amount of time. I'm asking that for a friend. So, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's ways there's ways to be creative and um, and still use the samples you want. Like if I had looped the whole song, it would have been a different story. And then uh, Artie wouldn't have gotten through the it, it already wouldn't have gotten through when I submitted it to obviously now like Sony's looking out for shit like that. So yeah, I did it in a slick way, snuck it in there. No, that's nice. That's what I mean. That's why I wanted to know how, how exactly, because I imagined that simple because it's a major would be a fucking problem. There's, there's a couple other ones I did that are like that as well. If you listen closely, yep. um, <laughs> it's just something I recognize because I'll really fuck with young buck. You know what I mean? That's why I was word, just, word, word. Yeah. I, I noticed that crazy. right away. Yeah, it, I thought you were going to talk about like that, that that's that song actually the beginning of that record uh that's my grandmother who's been dead for over um 13 years my grandmother's on the intro of that record and uh you hear my dad actually on the outro for an interview that he did so that's like I kept it really close like that that's a record about my family and I literally put my family on there so it's kind of crazy Oh shit certainly and we just mentioned uh 
uh, like Krill said about the Young Buck sample, and use that throughout the album on some other songs in uh, Death Row with respect for Biggie. It's used like two or three times, not the same sample, but I mean different things. Is it not? Um, I, I, there's a Dre sample on there at one point. Oh, um, yeah, from, there's uh, a couple others, isn't there? Or is that the only one? No, the, I I only use the the Young Buck joint once because I say yeah yeah I know Buck I know you didn't no reuse that. that I'm just saying like on the the Death Row's respect for Biggie didn't like yeah, the yeah. same type of thing where you clip in like an old sample yes yeah yeah I do that on a lot of different records on there you'll peep mm-hmm. you know what I mean like if you listen to Athena I do that a few times I got the Method Man and Mary J one yeah yeah I yeah the, um, I got the um the Travis Scott sample actually is on there as well um okay that's yeah. what I'm mixing it up with I knew there was one that used at least two so yeah it's, yeah it's at a, it's Athena what did uh Marissa charge you for the feature man she's i'm still paying you feel me i'm still paying that's a lot of back rubs that's a lot of back rubs putting that on low way what was the the process like i know obviously like you you were saying to to krill earlier that uh it's not like you just went out and and bought beats from producers you never worked with you know these guys you have a massive network uh putting this together obviously you lean on the people you know getting the support you can working with homies longtime partners whatever it is how much uh like financially did you have to put into this project i didn't have much at the time you know i wasn't i haven't been dealing dope for a couple years (laughs) well that's good news haven't been hustling you know what i mean um so i've been um now i'm starting to finally glimpse at some money again as a result of this music thing the only income i've had in the past couple of years is through um through music and hosting battle rap events mm-hmm. so um at the time i didn't have really anything but everything i had i put into that record all right yeah yeah so yeah i, I wasn't looking for an actual like dollar figure but that's more so what it was just you know having a good, a good uh, network of people, good people that are close to you that, like. that work. That what's that? Good connection sounds like. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That, that like support right you. People. So as you, you people that you know, I, I was very fortunate that everybody that I worked with pretty much all saw the vision, and I didn't need to. It really didn't stress me too much financially, as far as like I, I, I would, you know, I'm making sure everyone's getting taken care of, especially now that it's coming out through an outlet, and um, I got mm-hmm. a deal for it. So that kind of changed the dynamic a little mm-hmm. bit. But every, I think people believed in it and saw where I was, what I was doing, and all these, you know, people like Chase and Marv, when you know, people like that, SM and all. They know that um, when I put my mind to something that. I'm I'm pretty I get tunnel vision and I'm pretty stubborn I don't take no for an answer and if I want something <laughs> to happen I'm gonna make it happen uh, and the way I've been laser type almost like frighteningly focused on my craft and my art they they they, they saw something in it and they they wanted to be a part of it and uh, I'm very fortunate for that that everybody believed in me and um, wanted to get it lit like that and you know how I'm, many how many people did you have mixing and mastering this band? just one just one my well, mom yeah yeah they, they and uh that's been i was like gonna say if you're gonna tell me seven people there too i'm gonna be just like <laughs> nah nah and i think that that's something that um you know like my like i said my boys uh jordan river recordings who i did the entire album with and uh he my, he's also his producer moniker is uh vodka the grouch so he produced three of the records himself and then a bunch of the other records he 
we, we would add additional production and kind of like just to make the drums sound similar on every joint we would add like our own drums on top of some of the beats and shit like that so there's we really wanted it to sound like it was you know actual music like it's a band playing you know what i mean not like but 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 still preserving the um the quality of it being sample based i really wanted because i love that sound really what it was i was like okay this is a film and we're scoring this film and that's why i look at it as how do you cinema you know my my older brother's a filmmaker and my dad's a filmmaker it's i'm fourth generation in the entertainment industry so i was kind of paying homage to my roots as a in the being in the world of film through this through this medium of of hip-hop no, you definitely accomplished something there. It sounds like this. I mean, I don't gotta repeat it again. I guess it's it it, it it has a it has a sound. You know, like albums back in the day, it has a it had a sound. Public Enemy had a sound. Ice Cube had Word. a sound. You know what I mean? It, and it has a sound. And it's it seems like you're making it your own, and it's working, man. I'm not see. Thank I'm you. sorry, but I haven't heard your work before, before, so I have nothing to compare to. But this is this seems like it works. You know what I mean? Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you fuck with it, dude. I, I I really am. And um, you know, moving forward, I would say that we can expect a lot more of the same. It's a more of a departure to some of my earlier work, like my uh 2008 album, Music for Dope Runs, which kind of has a similar aesthetic to that, except for just uh more like instead of on some film noir shit, it's more like some dusty uh, 1960s and 70s drug running type aesthetic but still the same cinematic vibe and and then my 2011 record gold bricks in the wall but the difference is now i just am a lot better at my craft and i've just evolved enormously and in between this big practice and experience to accomplish something like this yeah you know like that's something i think i feel like a lot of people get afraid of being getting older in hip-hop you know i'm 39 years old now been doing this since i was a kid it's not like fucking playing basketball or mm-hmm. you know what i mean or, or a sport like you're not you're, you you don't need to be in the in the prime of your life physically like we get better the older we are at creative pursuits and the more we you know i'm just way deeper into my craft look at a rappers like black thought you know what i mean it's like 50 years old he raps better than everybody on the planet you know? <laughs> that's it's true not- and the thing about him though he was just as wise when he was like 22 that was a scary thing about him i remember being a teenager when they when they first came out and i was like what the fuck is this shit i'm used to fucking gin and juice not not right. the shit that makes you think like that right putting down shit that's like hold on hold on hold on hold on what did he say no, he was always nice. He was always an amazing rapper, but he's gotten exponentially better. Oh, for sure. Like the, the type of shit he's doing now is way better than anything he was doing on Illidale Half-Life or Do You Want More? And it's like, or like it, it, and it's to me, that's super inspirational. And I think the difference between him and a lot of other rappers of his same age group are he just kept doing it and kept pursuing the the art of taking his lyricism and vocal techniques to the next level. And that's, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not stopping. I'm not getting lazy. I'm getting more and more inspired and trying to stay as active as possible. That's why 
I have another project dropping soon and a lot more after that because I'm, you know, this is, I figured this is what I do. This is what I'm meant to do. Let me do it to my utmost ability and not take any shorts. And um, I, regardless of how much I continue to evolve or, you know, certain projects coming up, which might be even more banging, there's something special about this Hyams album. And I know that it's going to, um, people are going to reference it for a long time. And once, once people really catch wind of this project, I'm confident that it's going to solidify me in a, in a higher echelon of um, artistry and the way so people got, are looking at me, you know? You got this one out now. You got six more coming this year. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, afraid, you're afraid to burn out or get repetitive? No, I mean, that's a good question. Um, no, because the, the thing is this, like, I'm not someone that needs to force any specific topics if you notice i'm not like not one of these dudes like there's no songs about how good i rap i just let my bars speak for themselves you could hear the word play you could hear the syllables you could hear all the things that other rappers that I I just are that. doing but you don't need i don't need to reference it because that's just what i'm doing i'm telling actual stories of my life and that's all that i'm drawing from is the experiences of what i've went through you know what i mean like at a certain point who knows, maybe I will burn out, you know, but right now, like while I'm in this wave, while I'm in like, it's, it's like I'm surfing and I'm in the fucking crest of the mm -hmm. wave and it's like a tidal wave, you know, like about to crash and kill thousands of people on Venice beach or Hawaii or some shit. Like I got to ride this thing to the shore 100%. And I have um, my, my, my life. There's a, there's a myriad of experiences for me to experiment with. Like, I don't need to, I could talk about so many things that I've been through because my life experiences, a lot of that's, that's the content that a lot of these other rappers are fabricating and talking about like yes. their fake depression and fake addiction and fake struggles. Like I really actually live that shit. So I feel like I'm interviewing me. myself. Ain't no shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, shit. I made this shit for people like you, bro. If if that resonates, that's that that's who I'm talking to. You are my core audience for this, uh, for what I'm doing. People that are going through this, who understand that, who who has a voice like th that, you know, is you can hear the pain in my voice, and you can and you know that what I'm saying is real and you could tell when i make certain references you can't make this shit up this isn't something you could look up in a damn fucking uh wikipedia entry or a comic book you know what i mean like this is my damn life it's uh, you just said you know you make this music for people just like krill it, it, not you know his entire catalog but it's like fucking he makes music for people just like you like krill just Word. said it's like he's interviewing his fucking self and it's not like you guys make the exact same music and the it's content's not about the, the music, exact it's same. It's about the story you're saying, the whole, yeah. the whole everything from Pelham and the way you guys put it into music with the like darkness to paint the picture, and like you're into like the boom bap, and like that's it's fucking very, you spot on, Krill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a peep, I'm a peep Krill's music for sure. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, something. It was something. Something. Uh. <laughs> Videos, getting them done. Like you were saying, the network, uh, you know, Chase Moore, whoever, whoever for producers, uh, even times you've had future features on past albums and stuff. It's from your network. It's not so much a dollar figure, but what, what about when it comes to filming vi videos? Do you have like, do you ha are you at the point where you same thing networking? Or, it's the same thing. Like one of my best friends is, is it? Uh, you're not. You're not. You're not outsourcing and and finding different videographers to shoot your videos. 
Absolutely not. Um, my boy, um, you know, we're, we're all part of a, we're all part of a, a, a crew, a family, a cult called 667 Cult. That's me, uh, Bobby Butcher, Ilmac, um, Chase Moore, Fredo, um, my boy Zoo, um, and my boy Chef Boy Bones. There's a couple other of us too, but uh, my boy Zoo is one of the best. He's like, he's like a, a fucking prodigy. Dude's like 25, 26 years old and he makes the best he's the best at making videos in all of LA so I got really lucky and I, I beg him to I, not to put business on blast but I constantly beg him to let me pay him to do videos and he just he just believes in the vision and wants to work with me you know what I mean so we make it make sense I might need to sneak him a PayPal pretty soon <laughs> send him something for Valentine's Day yeah, no, definitely, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking give him the dick in a box. He's so damn good. <laughs> what have you ever? I assume you must have, or at least have an idea of trying to outsource four videos or see what a price would be. And we're not talking fucking hype Williams and Dr. Dre, right? Like, uh, you know, artists coming up, artists, you know, making content that's not hitting uh, mainstream airwaves, so to speak uh la california what are the prices like for someone in your position right now if you didn't have a goddamn person oh the, the quality videos i'm getting will probably cost a couple racks yeah yeah Shit, eh? and um you know to me like this it's not even about the money like uh, you know i'm a hustler i'll fucking sell a ketchup popsicle to a to a bitch wearing white gloves so at the end of the day that's not <laughs> Like if it comes down to, to, to a financial thing, I'll make it happen. But I don't really feel the need. I like to create and be creative with the people that I'm close with. And we just happen to all be really creative individuals. And that's, you know, like um, that's we, we work together well. It's like, you know, we we found each other. It's like we're it's like we're like aliens walking around the planet and then everyone we just were looking over we're looking through every other per- human being not like they're peasants but they're, they're humans and we're aliens and then we noticed each other and we're like oh shit it's one of me and yeah 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 up, you know <laughs> you guys yeah yeah you guys attract to each other gravitate to each other that, that's what it was you know what i mean like so i'm very I, i'm so grateful these are things that make my gratitude list all the time the people that i work with the people that i'm close with these are people that i love that i will take a bullet for so it goes way deeper than just our bond creatively like they've these people have been there when i was struggling been there when i was overdosing and tried you know brought me back to life during my darkest hours and so we we, we love each other you know and like I'd, i i'd be down to work with other people in certain situations if it made sense but it's not something i'm seeking out or feel like is a void at all like to me it's always been like i'm a i'm a i I go step by step towards reaching a goal and if it's like okay whenever there's an obstacle i'll address it then but that's there's no obstacle there so it's nothing that needs to be addressed well i mean that's a even the, the the list of people you named is is a solid list and then outside of that i know i know your your network runs deep so i i don't uh I, I don't argue with the point of why you would do that, but uh, like the uh, things like getting features, uh, buying beats, shit like that. How how crazy does that price get when it's not uh, 
like I said, the, the Dr. Dre level, whatever, and not just working with your homie. Cause like you working with Chase Moore, Chase Moore is a legit producer. I can't see yeah, Chase Moore just fucking throwing beats to any motherfucker who comes near him. That's got to cost. He's definitely right? not. Right. He's so def- someone oh, of yeah. his caliber, oh, yeah. if you didn't know him, like what, what he's, he's charging people like a thousand bucks per beat, you know so what I mean? More. So that's like, spot. you know, and yeah. like you got you got him, you're like my boy, uh, formerly known as Bobby Butcher, now known as Baby Franco Chain, the originator of six six seven cold. Like that dude's that dude to get him on a hook or reverse would be the same, if not more. You know, to get Ilmac on a verse would be the same, if not more. Like mm-hmm. to get me on a verse would be the same. Like it's like we like you gotta understand these are relationships that go back longer Decades. than yeah, like I've been homies with Ilmac since the early 2000s. I've been, been making music with Chase since 2007. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking 14 years now. Like that's, that's, uh, that's, we, we go back. So it's a lot deeper, but, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't want to say this in a discouraging way, because I believe everybody has the right to be creative. Everybody has the right to contribute a verse and to be heard and to get their vision out. But that doesn't mean that everyone's necessarily meant to do that. And a lot of people that are spending all their fucking money paying other people to do it like i'm not trying to talk down on them but it's like are you sure like i'm questioning your motives at a certain point like Mm -hmm. what are you what are you doing are you just seeking validation are you just doing this at the same time a lot of trash makes it but some fucking reason that's true too you know what i mean like but at the end of the day a a lot of trash makes it but there's something about those quote-unquote trash artists that resonate with people whether it's something that they make people feel cool the way they dress the way they present themselves being an artist is way more than just writing bars and rapping Mm -hmm. i don't know i have this stereotypical picture of a rapper (laughs) to me like if you're maybe an I'm entertainer of some sort but now you're taking rap and turning it into something different because if to me if you want to be called the rapper you have to be able to rap and a lot of the shit right. that's out there is just not rap bro you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, you know, I try not to get critical of anybody else's music at the end of the day. It's not for it's not for me to decide. If people like it, then they like it. That's dope, whether I like it or not. You know, I'm I'm in a spiritual place in my life, so I don't talk down about any other artist or anyone trying to do their thing, especially if they're able to feed their family off of it. That's amazing. That's the dream. More power to them. But no, like, but you know, then you get shit like Takashi talking about guns, having steering, steering all kinds of millions of youth the wrong way, writing and producing all that kind of negativity by being popular and literally creating trash fucking music that has four bars in a fucking three minute song. No, you're right. And, 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 and I, and I feel what you're saying and I don't, I don't condone whack shit at the end of the day, but like, at, but you know, and that's a solid point. But um, you know, like a lot of people, a lot of people, they're they're just they're not looking for the same level of entertainment. They're just looking for something mindless to get them through the monotony of the day. They don't care about the the intricacies of you know dope MCing and and they might not want to give a fuck about what I have to say as a result because they're just looking for like you know not everybody wants a filet mignon some people want a happy meal and like that's there's music <laughs> for, for, for every purpose and like at the end of the day whatever they're um everything's not for everybody I agree it's just some shit just makes me mad sometimes 
No, I get it. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, okay, like, I'm just glad that people want to hear me like, and I'm glad that I'm, and that I have a voice that resonates for the people. That's, that's not something I take for granted. You know what I mean? And whatever it is, like, there's, there's kids that that resonate with just like, there's a lot of people who, who maybe the, 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 like the stereotypical rapper, whatever that is, or like, I'm not, I don't look like that. I don't sound like that. I don't move like that. So there's people that I appeal to more that are thinking outside the box and looking outside the box. I'm just glad to be in the conversation. But you do. You, know I mean? you rap. You are part of a culture. You make you, you write bars that make sense. You fit a certain. You know what I'm saying? You do right. what a rapper is supposed to do. You have your own sound. What do you mean? Yeah, you 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 are the epitome <laughs> of hip hop. No, I'll just, take that. I'll take that. But at the end of the day. <laughs> supposed to do i'm talking about shit that don't make sense you know what i mean you're saying that i, I might not be a stereotypical rapper you are to me anyways, in a sense well i will I, i will take that and i appreciate that but you know at the end of the day if like i'm, I'm a 39 year old white dude you know what i mean like that's that is outside the box for what for what traditional hip-hop looks and sounds like that's not what i tend to listen to that's not what i tend to be attracted to so the fact that i'm able to still have a voice that's relevant in the culture and you know what i mean like it, it, it means a lot to me and i do not take that for granted and i recognize my place in this culture and it's a it's a privilege and it's an honor for me to be a part of it i really you know what other people listen to and what they choose to listen to like I, I can't let that get to me. I, I totally feel what you're saying, Krill. It used to bother me too. And I'd be like, oh, I'm so much better than this guy and this or that. But at the it's end of the day, the like- the fact that I'm better. It's the fact that the, something that's being popular, something that I love is steering people the wrong fucking way. You understand what I, I'm saying? It's saying that- Oh, that, I do, that, that, I do. That, that if they would have that voice, you know what I mean? Did they, did you, did, they're literally breeding generations of idiots. I'm it's sorry, true. Like that's what it is. Well, and all, all I can say to that is you you reference six nine. Look where six nine's at, at now. Completely irrelevant. No one oh, wants. But to that's hear because his he, music. He, he he probably he finally got squeezed. One of them finally got squeezed. You know what I mean? So, I mean, some of them are real, but it doesn't mean that the music is good. No, you're right, and and it, it, it's true, and it's it, it, it's a difficult conversation, and it, it goes into human psychology and why certain things resonate I know, with I'm just certain people. Dick, I'm sorry. <laughs> no you're solid you're solid but it's an interesting thing to talk about for me like at the end of the day like you know like there's like i, I know that it. it's more than just it's more than just rapping there's so many things that go into being an artist like even me having conversations like this if i wasn't talking about the music then it wouldn't resonate with as many people you know what i mean like there's there's a whole science behind it and again like i'm just grateful that there's people that are willing to that, that are investing enough time to think about it talk to me about it and it's like perpetuating the narrative that this is worthwhile for people's consumption so like that just the fact that i'm in the conversation is all i can ask for no that's great finding a niche in your own niche in your own lane in your own fucking you know what i mean it's great elevating like look look at styles p where they end up they got their own lane their own mm -hmm. you know what i mean They're not exactly. You know, they're not chasing the fucking stars. Nothing. They are who they are. They say fuck everybody, and they're millionaires, and they're feeling fine. Exactly, and that's and and you know that that's the trajectory that I want to have for myself. And ten years from now, I'm still doing this on a slightly bigger level and being able to support my kids off of it. And you know that that's that's all that's I awesome, want. Bro. You know, 
like that's that's it. I'm just I'm I'm gonna continue pushing the line as long as people keep pressing that play button. I'm gonna be hitting record. <laughs> Have you had uh, rappers hit you up, producers hit you up to work with you since this, like to be on your next project? Anyone come How out of the is blue? A lush verse? How much is a yeah. lush verse? <laughs> I, I, got, I, I got a um. I actually do a couple people hit me up. I got um. I got a couple cool collabs coming up soon. I guess I'll just say one of them. Um, I just did a, a record. Um, somebody put me and Crooked Eye on the same record. That's coming oh. out soon. So. Oh, what? That was really dope. That's a good um, fucking. That's a good just, promo for sure. What the fuck? That is I very just, nice. Uh, just did a joint with Mikey D from Main Source. You know what I mean? That was really tight too. Because I grew up listening to Main Source. You know yeah. I mean? uh, How the hell did you get him? Uh, we're actually label mates, and he liked. Um, he heard my Mad Deep record, was fucking with it, reached out, and uh, put that me all on makes his sense. Album. So, and then um and um I got a actually um DJ Starscream, the producer for the band Slipknot just reached out to me and uh we're gonna be getting down on some music as well. So Whoa. a few a lot of people have been hitting me up since that dropped. So I can only hope that it will continue to grow and um especially So how much is a lush verse? Depends, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it depends. Like I I'm trying to get a rack, you know what I mean? But just I, I'm willing to work with people's budgets. I'll get a if if you're on a label, I'll try to get like twenty five hundred from you. If if you're independent, <laughs> if you're independent, I'll go low. You know, I'm I'm down to work. I love to rap. So if people want to rap with me, I, we can make it happen. If, especially if if it's cool. If it's somebody like you know, just for example, someone like you asking me, then that price can come down a lot. All right, we maybe talk, man, because I really like your album, and um, hopefully when you check my music, I'd like I just not to show off or nothing but i don't fuck around either <laughs> Hell yeah. so check it out it's just i'm not uh, i keep looking for a person to produce my visuals the way i want to you know what i mean i went through like four people now i'm sort of satisfied with the guy i'm with right now but i'm still keep looking you know what i mean once i get the visuals right i think i got it man and this is my first project in english and that's why i was shocked you got eight producers or whatever because i got right now i'm just making an ep it's nine tracks i got three people producing it and i'm still struggling to keep the sound the same You know what I mean? I'm going for what you got there already. You know what I mean? I'm trying to keep the sound similar, but it's hard because they're different people, right? And I don't have a sample. And it's not the same it. sound either. Well, no, it's uh, clear. You're not trying to replicate. Not the same sound as his. No, 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 no I hear what you're saying. I'm trying to keep okay, the okay, same okay. sound through the record. You know what I mean? So it, it, it is yeah. my own sound, but I'm trying to keep the same route sound through the record. And because, because uh, like I have one dude who produced the core, like four or five records, and then the rest of it, you know what I mean? I have two, I have just accidental guys that just gave me beats. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I think that you know, just I would. I, I hate to give advice, but all I can say is speak from the scope of experience of what I've done. What I did is I just made sure that um, I was unwavering in what I wanted aesthetically, and I wasn't going to settle for something that was outside of the box for my sound. And I was just made made oh, sure I'm that not. I maintained that's the, the course. That's, that's the thing. I'm not, and it's just I'm just having difficulties because I'm have limited amount of people that I'm working with. You know what I mean? So they they can't make certain things. So I have to juggle and I have to fit in. For, it's you know what I'm saying. I, I can't just tell him make me this beat and he makes it. You know what I mean? He just shows me what he's got. Is that kind of thing, you know what I mean? And I work with that, so it's 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 a little more difficult. But I was just impressed that you have so many people with the same sound. That's what I'm saying because it's it's so difficult. All on the same to, page. Yeah, yeah, all on the same page. Well, it's, it, 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 it wasn't easy. I can't front. It was not easy. 
Well, this, uh, this same, I mean? same sound engineer having the, the drums add into each track and fucking with it like that will definitely. That's a little cheat code. That's a little bit of sauce for you. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 doing shit like that, you know, like. That. I just if don't I'm, have, I haven't gotten there yet, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Right now I'm working with a guy who's actually making everything from a sample, which not, not a sample story, but he makes everything through a plugin. Nothing simple. You know what I'm saying? And he okay. makes dope ass beats, right? So right now, if anything hits, nobody's going to touch nothing. Everything's mine. <laughs> but yeah it's you know what i mean and i've invested already like it's it's costing me at least five grand three videos i've made you know what i mean and I'm, i'm working man and um hopefully you like it and we can talk about it because i really i'm really impressed with what you got with, with what you put out i love me yeah, like, i'm gonna, I'm gonna literally bump that shit you know what i mean i fucking <laughs> love med no I, i love the passion and i i love the support i appreciate it you know what i mean and uh it sounds like like the fact that you're putting that much thought into it like a lot of artists nowadays aren't even doing that they're not even uh they're just taking beats that they think sound hot rapping over them and they're not even really you can't even really call what a lot of people are doing is dropping albums or like it's more just projects or a collection of songs you know what i mean there's no like There's no common thread. Yeah, no I'm, so, I'm so hungry to make music with somebody who's passionate about it. You don't even understand. I fucking, I don't even know where to go because I have friends and shit who are interested. You know what I mean? But there is no actual, like a conversation I'm having with you. You know what I mean? I turned it into my show today because I fucking, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have that. You know what I mean? And somebody who actually goes deeper into it. And like, after I heard your album, especially, you know what I mean? I was like, this guy, this guy knows something, right? That's why I'm, that's <laughs> this why guy knows something. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, you know, also a lot of it's where I'm from growing up in LA and just having you know there's a there's a lot more people to work with you know what i mean like i think that uh my biggest thing was because it, it wasn't for a lack of options but i still like it was who i chose to actually empower and put in position to work with me Seed, on I, I i fucking thrive for that i need that bro if i would have a choice of fucking you know oof, buddy i just worked with times and uh severe on one of the tracks for my for my for the cp and i'm already growing i've already seen what they've done and i'm already picking something up you know what i mean I yeah that's that. dope that's how i, I dope, need man. that like i need the, and you know what i mean it's like a healthy competition right because not the, you know what i'm saying they it, it's i don't know that's how i thrive i love that i need that and, and that was like like to me though like that could be having those options sometimes could be is like a daunting task and you can make the wrong it's very easy to make the wrong decision and which could cost there's nothing more expensive than time you know you can't you can't buy that shit back at the end of the day you feel me like time's more expensive than a diamond flooded bezel on a rolex like you can't there's nothing you could do about it like so i i had to make sure that i was that i went the right direction and i spent a lot of years many many years going the wrong direction and experimenting you could hear like a lot so a lot of my old music is more disjointed and like directionless and isn't as you know like it, it's not me some of it was good music but it's not who i am like and all the pieces need to come together i feel like between the the image like and, and not just like when i say image i don't mean like necessarily just how you dress but just the messenger has to match the message that's what i'm saying bro that's why i can't get with a lot of shit that's out right now because right it's, it's, it's what are you saying bro you know what i mean i, I can't like I, hopefully you go and listen to a couple of my songs you know what i mean and anything i say i mean i think fucking three times before i say something you know what i mean and i i don't like i said i don't fuck around i make sure it's the dick you know what i mean it, it's tight and when i listen to some of the shit on the radio you know what i mean and, and that, that that pops out these teenagers and all that shit popping all the shit that they don't mean and then one of them gets squeezed and turns into a whole opera 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that's you know, like, and 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 a lot of the, it's not only like the message has to be right, but the person that's conveying the message has to be the right person. Like, you'd be somebody saying all the right shit, but like, it's not who people want to hear it from, and it's difficult, man. Like, and I felt like th- th- I've had those moments in my career too, where it's like I'm rapping my heart out, I'm trying my best, but it's falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And I had to oh, really it's, work. It's timing. It's a lot of timing and a lot of consistency and a lot of work, right? I've reached certain heights in Russian rap. rap. Like, I've been rapping for like 10 years. This is my first project in English, right? But I've I've battled and shit in MP3 and all that. But there's, there's, I have over 100 songs recorded. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I'm doing. Right. All in Russian, yeah. All in Russian, right? So now I'm switching. I know what I'm going through. I know I'm going to be fucking hitting maybe 300 views on the first video. <laughs> and you know what I mean? I know. I, I know. It's that, I know I, but I know in three years, you know what I'm saying? This video will hit because people will start listening sooner or later because i'm certain that i have something you know what i'm that's saying good mentality. With, all the shit yeah. that's, with, with all this shit that's popping bro i'm gonna get it one way or another it's either gonna be the flow or the rhymes because <laughs> i'm fucking at least mediocre at both of those <laughs> no i'm sure you're better than that i'm sure you know i'm just saying that. if we're talking real level i'm not talking fucking takashi i'm saying real rappers <laughs> i'm fucking you know what i mean i i can hold my own in like medium level man trust me yeah, no, it's a. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what. That's why I appreciate your project so much because I understand how much Mark went went through it, flipping through tracks and listening to it. I understand that it wasn't easy, especially seeing produce, 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 produce. I'm like, what the fuck was this guy doing, bouncing around the fucking? <laughs> yeah, no, I know that because when you look at the track listing, it could. But also, if you notice this, I only had, I had uh, three features, you know, on the whole, the whole, uh, fifteen tracks. It wasn't like a bunch of. And now my EP that's coming out, I got Ilmac Pass. Um, other homies on there and shit like that, but for this, this is autobiographical. That's a decent list to start with. No shit. Yeah, yeah. My ears yeah. perked right up when he said those two names. Yeah, yeah. I, I got some crazy shit with both of them on my next project, actually. That. Uh, so how long are you I'm holding out until? How long are you letting this thing ride until you drop the EP? That's going. That's going to be dropping in April. So I'm. You don't I'm hitting them. Wait, eh? You just. I'm. I'm hitting motherfuckers over the head this year. Bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm like. I'm. I'm gonna be busting. Gotta do something with all out. that energy and time that you waste now, not being fucked up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, exactly. That's what it is. Not. That's to what mention, I find like, difficulty with right the, now too, man. But I wish. Well, the endorphins, mean? the endorphins of getting like the of the response and the validation and connection that I get through my music. Being high sober, story. right? Experiencing all that shit. You went through that yet? That yeah yeah oh yeah yeah no like I've I, I I write and rap better like technically when people hear the EP they're gonna be like a, a super technical rap fans are gonna be like wow this is better because it's a step up from what I did on the Hyams album absolutely like I'm rapping better now because that that was me when I was fucked up this is me now when I'm fully clear headed fully dialed in and I'm still have the same content and I'm able to flip it even better but like I'll still say there's something special about this project as in like that's the last you're ever going to hear of me in my dysfunction desperation insanity that's me in my darkest moment and now you're just hearing me after I've broken through so it's 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 a whole different mode let's go fan mode for a minute talk about our favorite songs I know Amy's I don't know if Amy's even awake anymore over there I hope she is where you know she has a I know she's got a few, and I got a few, and I know one that Amy and I both shared already came up. Death Row's respect for Biggie. Uh, hey. That shit is just fucking. Uh, oh my god! Like I just have screw face the whole fucking time I'm, I'm I listen to that shit. 
I feel like doing bad things, mean thugging. I feel like I'm listening to Indo Smoke by Warren G back up the Poetic <laughs> Justice fucking soundtrack. I love that shit. What uh what That's are dope. some you of your... the reference on the intro? I fuck with that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, what for you at the end of the day, what are you know the one or two that stand out to you that you really, really love? And I don't okay, I, I'm sure some are closer to your heart than others, all right? Like obviously the one about caddy and everything, but for ones that just bump that you really like, it really came out well. You're happy with all of it. What what are, fuck, what are, what's I the fuck with the, I look I look you fuck with you see what the fuck going on UCWTFGO. Mm-hmm. I fuck with that heavy because I feel like that's um I don't know I just like that vibe of that one you know what I mean and uh, it's me kind of like delving deeper into all the topics that I address throughout the album and kind of give a different perspective on it um a lot of people have been saying they like amends to my mom and dad a lot i fuck with that one um i'm i like first day bike um there's a lot of records on the album that really they're all special to me it's like you're essentially asking which one of your kids are the cutest you, know I mean? like, <laughs> you can't have a 14-way tie or whatever it is though <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's right you know like it's different moods like for overall though i, I think you know besides mad deep um four and a baby like that was like the, the way i told that story like mm-hmm. that's a man like i feel like i really did that you know and like i told the story exactly what i wanted to convey it's all real shit it's super grimy it's it's street shit it's actual experience from my life and every single bar is a punchline and like has double entendres up the ass so like i can't like to me like that's damn near as good as i've rapped you feel me mm-hmm Narcan is another one of my favorites. Athena is another one of my favorites. Uh, oh, thank you. I'm trying to think else. There's another one I'm I'm missing off the top of my head. Um, and I know. Oh, what was it, Amy? You said you like Jiggy the. Oh, one called Jiggy Day. One yeah, called Jiggy. The, yeah, that's the that, that's the first song on the album. That's kind of like mm. that's you know like you 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 start off you start off a move like a film with like an action sequence something that like hits him over the head so you know what what better thing to do than than me ripping off my plug and not paying him back and then getting a hit put on me and then going under investigation and trying to you know like finesse the the plug's girlfriend into fucking like it's yeah (laughs) so i had to so when i when i start off the when i start off with that it like is engaging and i felt like you know although there's way stronger songs than that I felt like there's it was the perfect way to jump it off. I had to th- that was the record to start it off, you know what I mean? Mhm. Uh Sorry, but I thought I thought Amy was going to hop in here. Now, GP uh Saint. That was your guy you told us last time you were on with us. You you talked about finding him real young, not grooming him so much, but uh Saint was a uh, you know, you had a hand in uh, raising Saint as a battle rapper. And sure. Like what happened? Yeah, you know, so oh, how you feel? It was super dope. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm incredibly happy. I couldn't be happier. Couldn't happen to a more deserving person. He's a young legend. Um, love him as a person, as a battler. I'm glad that people are waking their game up to him. It sucks that Marv had to lose, and uh, you know, I'm as far as my opinion of the battle like that's a whole different conversation i'd have to really revisit it because Mm. i couldn't really make a definitive call right there um it was difficult it was hella close it was a nail biter but saint really uh 
you know, to see Saint win is a is a beautiful thing, and I'm really really proud of him. And I think that th- this is just the beginning, and he's going to be stacking those ducats. This isn't just like a one time bag for him. He's going to be ho- hopefully pretty soon he makes another bag that makes this one look minuscule. So, yeah, and well, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't looking for your thoughts on the outcome of the battle or who who you know judges decisions anything like that. But I figured you'd be proud of Saint. Especially after very proud last time. Uh, what did you think of the battle overall? You, you, did you think um, it was lacking? Everything was good. I mean, you can't really. I, I just, if anything, I feel like not enough people have seen it. And once it actually gets released to the public and people can absorb the full gravity of that moment, and uh, I, you know, I haven't even watched it since that day, so I'd have to. I just know that capturing the intensity. Like, like there's I'm sure it translated well to video, you know, and I'm sure that every I know everyone that watched it thought it was an amazing battle. But the energy that was in that room, you can't duplicate or under any circumstance. It was like literally it's like watching the Kumite, you know, Chung Lee versus Frank Dukes fighting to the death. <laughs> Frank Dukes, that's a name. Oh, shit. I actually know somebody that used to train with the real Frank Dukes. And uh, all that is bullshit. Yeah, that whole story. Oh, I'm sure it is, but yeah. it's a cool movie, right? It's a great fucking movie, man. Uh, that's that's the type of shit I'm into. I still watch shit like that to this day. I watch 80 Seagal movies and Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and even like the old uh, Asian kung fu movies that are dubbed over and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wolf and Cub and all that yeah. shit. <laughs> Shogun, Shogun's Assassin and Ricky Lee or whatever's it called, Ricky O. Yeah, that shit's fine. And uh, what'd you think about the title match, Sharon versus Real Deal? Man, that's like the fucking, uh, like the white boy loaded Lux first murder mook. You feel oh! me? Like, you can't... That was like that. That's like is pure. In... I, I loved it. You know what I mean? It's, it was. It's two warriors. It, it's a shame that there can't be two champions at the end of the day because I, I, I love Trevor. And I love Real Deal. He does an amazing job, and uh, he definitely. Uh, deserves to be the champion but uh no one has more heart than sharon and no one i feel like would put more heart into repping the king of the dot belt than sharon so at some point you know if if that belt ever has to be passed because i don't see trevor giving it up anytime soon maybe sharon will get it in the future yeah sharon was gutted after that loss too i've never so you're ever saying, seen you're sharon saying take a saying loss gonna like lose? well saint is not that that's a different uh belt so yeah i mean oh, yeah, it might it's it's but he will like Saint is going to get a shot at the belt, so we'll see if um we'll see if uh if Trevor can hold it down against Saint. That might be that might be where he loses it. I don't know. It's going to be tough either way. He got you know, two the next the next one for real deal, or is there going to be one in between? I believe that is the next one. Um, I know that the A Ward's a top contender as well, so he'll be brought into the equation very shortly. Um, I know passes is is close to the belt as well so we're gonna see how it manifests because saint real deal is the one to make though saint was already talking trash about real deal after one one of his wins during the gp um i i think saint versus real deal is the match to make especially since it's no rematch they've never met before well, you got absolutely the one to make we had gully on last week i think it was and, and gully's was like and we're, we're talking what is he like uh, the, the second in line to organic? I mean, that's what it appears like. And he's talking about maybe a ward. He'd like to see a ward in there. I don't know. You oh yeah. A wards for show in the mix. He deserves 100%. it, but 
Hey, organic, put it out there. The winner gets the next title shot, and it's already in the making. Saint already put it in the yeah, making. Yeah, because what's Saint gonna do if he's not battling real, real deal, right? That's gonna be. I mean, oh, I mean, I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of shit to do for him, but career-wise, this would be the fucking move to make, right? No, I think that's the uh, that's probably the next move for show, and then um maybe the winner of that'll get if A Ward still uh still wants that belt, he's definitely the next in line. So he'll I either be uh, A Ward versus Saint or A Ward versus Real Deal, and maybe Pass will get the winner of that. It's a, there's a lot of exciting options coming up. We'll see how it manifests. Yeah, and any I know nobody's ever going to give us any news, but any news on the 2021 GP? I would just say that it's coming sooner than you think. And, um, <laughs> be be excited. It's not something that uh, people people think that they're gonna have to wait a long time. It's you know we ain't gonna leave y'all hanging like before. Like that was, uh, you know, we, we made it through the pandemic. I guess the pandemic's still popping, but uh, you know we were still popping during the pandemic. So that's that ain't gonna change. You know we we're not gonna let this momentum die. We already got the Twitch situation solidified. It's uh, we're just trying to make it as big as possible for y'all. So it's you know it's it's hard when when the fan base keeps getting hungrier and hungrier and more demanding you know we can't just we can't just keep doing the same thing we gotta we gotta step it up a notch every single time Mm -hmm. and uh you got uh me and amy all excited last time when you were talking about uh disaster versus sharon is probably like at 35 percent chance of happening and we might even see you in a santa suit announcing it and we're going into christmas and the gp finals are going to pick up in the new year I was like, you know, yeah. he's not saying it. He's not saying it's going to be there, but I feel real good. And then Sharon comes out with, I got a huge matchup announcement coming up. And I was like, oh my God, is it all coming together? And then like you get Sharon versus real deal. How could you not be more excited? But there was still like a percent of me that was fucking disappointed because it wasn't Sharon versus Diz. So now that Sharon did not beat real deal, where are the what's the percentage at now of Sharon versus Diz? 37 37 it went up yes i can live it went up it went up you know the it, it, it's something that i want to make happen i want to see happen and just you know diz is kind of playing the cut getting his mind right plotting his next move and uh stepping it up so um as soon as he's ready that's something that um you know organic myself and all the powers that be gully and the whole team are all talking about so that will be fun all right, before we let you get out of here, anything that uh, we missed on the album, anything you wanted to speak on, anything you wanted to... Miss my, I, I miss my girl Amy chiming in. I'm going to need to... I know. To she's been silent all night. I think she, uh, you know, she was so overwhelmed by excitement. She uh, she had a seizure and passed out. Yeah, probably, she's probably I can hardly handle the excitement. There she is. Oh. I've been here this whole time. Where was you at, man? Where where, where where your ass is at when I was slanging on the block? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's to be said that hasn't already been said a couple times, you know? Um, I will say I had to double check because vocally, Ricky Marv sounds a whole lot like Real Deal. And I was like, this dude got Real Deal on his album. That's why I, I swear <laughs> you're not the first person that said that. You're the second person that said that. That's crazy. So, no, that's my boy... Uh, my boy Ricky Mars, he's a, a good friend of mine as well as Caddy's. Um, and uh, he's actually gotten, we all used to wild out together back in the day. Now Ricky's got two and a half years sober and um, has been 
been you know helped been helpful since i've gotten sober and in recovery and shit like that we've gone through a lot and uh he's uh, he's a part of the story so i had to throw him on the album that record narcan was talking about uh, uh we were talking about death and uh people going before their time and um just reminiscing on people that are no longer in our lives whether or not they're they passed on or just you know like the the age old uh, saying goes people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and sometimes mm-hmm. people just fall out of your life so it's kind of um referencing all them and then at the end like i say like you know like the the attic shooting up uh, still won't die in vain because less thing for you because that's this is like everyone that couldn't make it whether or not but i wasn't just talking about people that died of addiction issues on my homie young b who got a. Uh, who got murdered, um, you know, in broad daylight, shot in the back. Um, um, Talked about him, uh, talked about, you know, obviously like Nipsey and Kobe dying, talked about, you know, Caddy, um, my boy XT and Kodiak, who both died of overdoses. And um, my, um, my, my, uh, my homegirl, Devin, who was, who was, who used to be a drug addict, who got sober and, um, was walking across the street like going to like AA meeting to talk to a bunch of people and got hit by a cop car and killed um you know what I mean and I've dealt with a lot of death a lot of different people that you know PH who died of health complications way before his time and um you know and then I at the very end I talked about my one of my best friends uh Mia and Sophia their father uh Lou who died in a tragic accident and my uh, homegirl Melanie's mother um Denise Mamastavis, who died in a once again a tragic accident un, unexplainable way before her time and wanted to kind of be a voice for all these people and let them know that as long as we as long as we continue to keep their memories alive they're they're never gone so that's that's what that song was about it's like you know like it's like a second chance at life narcan is the drug that Mm-hmm. if you're overdosing can resurrect people and bring you back so that's kind of what this is about like we are resurrecting these people through us and through our, our song i mean what what better way to do it that's, that's how it had to go down amy <laughs> you know i mean other i mean i i particularly like that song um but aside from that and what you guys have already been you know speaking on it's interesting to me listening to two people who know a little about music as somebody who doesn't fucking know anything about music um, because I can see where the whole project sounds like there is continuity. I agree with that. Where I disagree is like, I got really into certain songs because they gave me a different vibe. Like I felt PP7 was heavy D12 vibes. I felt like Letter to Caddy had heavy Kanye production vibes. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was like the same project in that way from track to track. No, that's dope, but you know, and, and I'll say like this, it's all the same movie but there's different scenes and there's different the whole entire like it's meant to take you on a journey you know what i mean like you it starts out high energy then it kind of sets the tone then you kind of go through the my upbringing my struggles during my earlier days that's like pp7 amends to my mom and dad death row with respect for biggie then it kind of goes into what I was struggling with as I continued on my path. That's like, um, you know, I ain't been the same since that's fucking um, professor X records like that. And then, then it goes, then it's like the eventual crash. People are dying. Narcan uh, letter to caddy, you know, like things are getting 
out of hand, then it's like a desperate plea for help to my parents, you know what I mean? Fuego and mi sangre, and then it's mad deep. Like I've come out the fucking mud and here I am now. So there's a whole trajectory and a and a path and a storyline for the album. So that's, yeah, it's not, and, and there's going to be different moods for different scenes and that's exactly what it is. So, you know, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that you, you brought that up because it's true. It's not all, it's all one vibe, but there's right. different energy throughout the whole that's project. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what I mean. Well, it, not the whole project sounds the same, right? It has, it has a certain vibe to it throughout this, throughout certain songs. Well, one trajectory I did not see was going from Marshall Mathers to Bubba Sparks in the same verse. <laughs> yeah okay well so put the white on the shelf like Bubba Sparks you I just thought that was the coldest like you feel me like I had to stop I had to stop selling coke you know Bubba, Bubba Sparks is white he got put on the shelf you feel me put the white on the shelf and yeah I would uh I would sell peas and profit more than 12 G's way before Joyner heard the Marshall Mathers LP like you know like way back in the day before before this whole modern era of hip hop and like, you know, because obviously Joyner Lucas is super admittedly very influenced by Eminem, you know what I mean? Like, so even back then in the fucking 90s, I was already fucking jugging. I was already selling dope. So that, that that's what I was saying. But yeah, good references. Uh, so I do have something that's non uh, music related. But before that, I want to know what possessed you on this particular one to go with your last name. I mean, that gives a whole new oh, that's a good question. Self-titled as fuck. No, good, good question. Um, it's be like kind of like I said in the beginning of the interview. I wanted to, I, I wanted to talk about things that were painful to me. Talk about things that were, yeah. It's first of all autobiographical, but beyond that, like things that I did. And you know, I've professionally always used one of my middle names, Carletti, as my last name because I never really, I never liked my last name. And it always bugged me. And I used to get teased about it when I was a kid. So I just always kind of like had an aversion towards it. But I was like, what a perfect name for this album. Because this is like me. This is the most butt naked title I could possibly pick. I hope the next project is titled Butt Naked. <laughs> I just did it. You feel me? Like, I just did it. <laughs> Can't get more into it. The only thing I could do now is put a fucking potato peeler to my skin and just <laughs> skin myself raw so you can see my internal organs. Well, so that's a perfect, what I was about to ask, actually, transition. You know, you talk a lot on shows, on, at events, on, in your music, about your life and about what you've gone through, and, and especially this last project, right? What is off limits for your music? Like, what is there, or, or is there anything that you, or a person that is, like, off limits? You won't mention, you won't speak on, it'll never be there, don't ask, don't expect it. Like, is there anything? I would like to I would like to think no because the more um emotionally raw and open and honest I am the to me that's what makes artwork great and it's what makes human beings healthy and like the the more honest I am the more I can connect with people through my art people whether or not they when artwork doesn't connect with people it's often because whether or not the artist whether or not whether or not the listener is aware of it or not there's something that's not being honest there's something disingenuine that's being conveyed and people see through it like anytime i'm being myself being real the art resonates more when i was in treatment we had this thing we had to do these things called vulnerabilities 
where we shared like the deepest, darkest, most embarrassing secrets, things that I wouldn't even want to say out loud. You have to say them to all the people you live with and all the counselors there. So it's like 25 people. And I'm like talking about things in my past that are really painful and people like, you know, like I didn't go through some of the things that other people went for, but I didn't judge anybody else for what they went through. And when I heard those vulnerabilities, like it, it made me feel closer to them, whether or not, because some of these people went through crazy shit. They're talking about fucking, you know, like fucking beating their wives or fucking being molested when they're kids. Like, you know, I haven't gone through that, you know, but I've gone through my own crazy shit, which we all, we've all gone through gnarly ass shit, which we repress and we're holding on and like getting rid of that baggage. I don't think I would still be sober if I didn't get rid of some of those things and share some of those experiences. So to, so to take that to my music is, is huge. And not only that, me also like, I don't think I'd be sober at this moment if I wasn't spreading the knowledge and spreading the, the experience of what I've been through and how I'm doing better now. Like that's like, you know, like if I, if I just kept it to myself and didn't give it away, then, then I, I don't think I would still be on this path. So that's like a huge part of my recovery is carrying that message, you know? So in the same vein, uh, no pun intended, actually, we've got, <laughs> we've got Nikki Six's heroin diaries. When are we getting Lush's everything stories? What is that? What does that entail? Is that just like a blog or some shit? Is that no? You wrote a book, man. Oh, the book. Okay, I heard about Nikki Six's book. You know, like it's like yeah, like this. The closest thing you're gonna get to a book from me is this music right now. So anybody that wants a book, like just pretend this is an audio book and treat <laughs> it like that because it's the same. It's the same thing, you know, except for it just like rhymes a lot better. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. cooler. It's like hard to do that and make it sound cool and. I, and Hopefully I uh, accomplished that at the end of the day. Would you? I mean, I know I asked you before about why don't you podcast since you have a lot to say. Would you blog or guest blog? I mean, is that something you like the writing part of writing music or do you just like the expression of getting your feelings out? No, I like, you know, I like, I'm down for whatever. I'm open to all different modes of creative expression and things like that. And I, I do so many, uh, so many different nowadays, especially, and I got like, literally fucking 15 interviews coming up um non none with battle rap outlets all with just like hip-hop media and shit like that so it's uh you know i love i love talking about whatever so i'm definitely down i just you know as far as my own outlet i don't really have a desire for that at the moment but who knows you know you know i don't want to don't want to wind up biting my tongue uh also you just mentioned battle rap again i know we were talking grand prix and stuff what is the Anarchy premiere? Is that like an actual partnership or like what's the setup with that? Um, with premiere battles? Yeah. I mean, I know the Anarchy, the what, the UK Grand Prix type bracket setup. It's going to be yeah, a Twitch Yeah. So, so, is it a yes, partnership so or? No, like we're, we're yeah, we're, we work with them. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely a partnership. Like they, shots to shoddy in them. You know what I mean? They got their own, they, they, they've had their own vision in their own lane for a long time and they're going to continue to do it. And it just, we share a lot of the same fans and they're brothers of ours. So why not utilize our platform to help bring more awareness to them? And 
it's kind of like we're we're tri- we're swapping fans like we always have and like they're the closest international league to us and you know shoddy's my dog we got music back in the day uh look up our song trapavelli on soundcloud so you know <laughs> it just it makes perfect sense to to fuck with those dudes because they're they're class acts and they do they have an incredible product they're uh the battle that they just put out the um uh, soul versus shuffle T is an incredible battle. Um, and you know, the, what's funny about that is I was at, they asked me to judge that and I had to turn it down. I was, you know, I don't think it's good for my sobriety to judge this battle. Like this is going to like be too stressful for me. Speaking of shuffle T, have you been watching his podcast at all? No, I fuck with, I mean, shuffles, uh, he's the homie and he's a great dude. Um, I need to tap in with his, uh, with his podcast and the, the game show that. Bro, you need that, to be on the show. You would be so amazing. I don't, I don't want to make them all look bad, but um, <laughs> you no, know, nah, I'm just playing. I might, I might hop on there at some point. We'll see. Yeah, it's, it's a dope ass. The clips that I've seen are amazing. And, uh, everything he's involved with is really dope. Like my biggest problem with him is he's given away so much sauce as far as rhyming. But uh, as far as like the, the rhyming techniques that, that I employ and the other homies from six, six, seven, the way that we rhyme, we're like, we're already past just like we do slant rhymes. We're on a whole other level of rhyming now, not saying we're better than that, but better than the sauce that he's giving away to the peasants. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Lush. Uh, you've given us now. I think we're over five hours total, so we're gonna let you get the oh, hell out of here. Let's <laughs> uh, give everyone, uh, like you said, there's there's a release date, which isn't you know the Bandcamp pre-release where they can find it. Everything yeah, go else, to, yeah, no. Lush1.com, you feel me? Or lush1.bandcamp.com if you want to support directly. All the money is being used to feeding my family my my fiance and myself as well as working towards getting some vinyl and some cool merch pressed up for the people that's like the real goal with this thing so i can't tell you how much we i appreciate each and every one that's been buying it and will continue to do it it means so much and then on the 26th and after that of february it'll be on your streaming service of choice so run it up enjoy it hit me up any questions you got I appreciate each and every one of y'all. And uh, by the way, when I said peasants, I didn't mean like actual like peasants begging in the street. I meant like civilians, regular human beings, <laughs> mortals. <Civilians. laughs> that was a very harsh word. So I had to clarify that. <laughs> well, the rooster is in the streets and that's what's important. Oh yeah, yeah. The rooster, the rooster is on the prowl holding down the fucking cypher. He's out the coop. He's out the coop. You feel out me? the coop. Thank you again for joining us. Oh, sorry. What are you going to say? Out the coop in the convertible, baby. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us, Lush. Uh, Obviously, we're going to be doing this more and more and more as time goes on. Everyone, I I, I, I love y'all. Anytime I'm with y'all, just know that I'm in the building. Ah, shit. We like it. We love it. For Lush One. Lush One, Krill Kosaski, Amy Barton, I'm Jay Kelly. This is the Building Downtown. We out. Building downtown, building downtown, building downtown, building downtown. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.